Welcome to the latest episode of Bump, Set, Spike, the podcast that explores volleyball from all angles. I'm your host, Vedra Nanoletoski, a second-year student studying international sports management at the Hague University of Applied Sciences, and I am also a volleyball player. I am thrilled to have you joining me today. Today's episode, Deep Dive, is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be diving deep into the relationship between motivation, emotion, and success. As a volleyball player myself, I have played countless games throughout my life and therefore experienced a lot of motivational speeches from my coaches, especially before a volleyball game. I have always wondered how the coaches make these motivational speeches and if what they say really leaves an impact on the emotions of the players and how they perform in the game. I know that when I am listening to my coach's speech, I get extremely motivated to play well. With these curiosities running around my head, I form the question, how does a motivational speech before a volleyball game affect the skill and mood of the players? With that question in mind, I began to do some research on the topic and see if I could find an answer. I was able to find some information, so let me give you a quick insight into my findings. I found out that throughout all team sports, players are gathered together to hear their coach's final thoughts immediately prior to the start of a game. These speeches frequently include information about the opposite team, a review of the team's plan and tactics, and occasionally arousing or emotive language. These motivational speeches are used by coaches in an effort to improve the athlete's mood, performance, and eventually lead the team to a victory. According to a critic named Duffy, himself and many other critics have started to caution coaches because they suggest that when a coach uses the motivational pregame speech to pump up their athletes, it sometimes does the complete opposite thing. Sometimes coaches are pushing anxious athletes beyond their optimal arousal and potentially towards a performance decline. However, Deffenbacher, Morris, Davids, and Hodgkins suggest that anxiety occurs in the players due to worry rather than emotionality. This might suggest that motivational pre-game speeches that are full of emotion and are used to pump up the athletes may actually be helpful as they might redirect worrisome thoughts towards more facilitating emotions. Furthermore, some research conducted by Dan Jury suggested that coaches may elect to only use highly motivational speeches for the biggest game of the season because using such high emotion weekly would only underwind its impact. Most researchers and studies indicated in their findings that a coach may be able to boost athletes' feelings of self-efficacy and emotion prior to competition by using a pre-game speech effectively. Although I could find information about motivational speeches done by the coaches in team sports in general and the effects it has, I had difficulties finding information specifically about volleyball. Therefore, I've invited a very special guest to join me on this week's episode, Ronald De Jong, to hopefully be able to give me some more answers to my questions. Mm. 
I have been playing volleyball for around eight years now and have had several coaches up until now. After moving to the Netherlands for my studies, I joined a volleyball club called Interreiswijk. Ronald is my volleyball coach here in the Netherlands, and I have known him for a little bit more than one year now. He has a lot of experience with being a volleyball coach, as well as being a volleyball player himself. He played volleyball at a relatively high level up until the age of 19, and had to stop due to an injury. Ever since then, he has been coaching women's teams only, and he is my volleyball coach as well. So make sure you sit back, relax, and get ready for a thought-provoking conversation that's sure to challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of how a motivational speech before a volleyball game affects the skill and mood of the players. All right. Hello. Thank Hello. you for being here. How are you feeling today? Fine, thank you. Feeling good? All right. I think not all of our uh, listeners to this podcast know about your volleyball background, so could you please give us a little insight to your volleyball past and experiences? Uh, I played volleyball when I was younger, a lot younger, but I had to quit volleyball because of an injury on my 19th, um, so I quit. And then I think in about 2012, um, uh, my daughter started playing volleyball at Interreiswijk, so where we are now. Um, and after a few weeks, they uh, heard about me being a volleyball player, and um, they thought, oh, maybe we can ask him to train mm -hmm. uh, teams or whatever, the youngsters. And after a month or two, three, I think I started getting training, and the next year I uh, had my own uh, youth team. And from there, I've been training everything within Interreiswijk, within the youth, um, well, a lot of teams and uh, some adult teams. Okay, so you mainly been... women. Ah, okay. Only women teams. So you've been training, uh, being a coach for a long time, then, yeah. well, relatively longer period of time. And um, usually, I know that before our games, you give us a little motivation speech, and before every volleyball game, the coaches usually give. Um, a motivation speech to the players. Um, do you prepare for your pre-game speech? And if so, how do you do it? Um, well, I don't anymore. Mm -hmm. um, because um, I'm... Well, it's called a motivational speech. Yeah. But I don't think I need to motivate people. I think I, as a coach, um, you need to inspire people. Uh, to get them enthusiastic for stuff, but they need to find the motivation inside themselves. Uh, I can't motivate anyone if they don't want to. Um, so uh, I think I try to make sure that, uh, that with a speech, as we call it a motivational speech, I try to give players confidence, make sure that they are ready to perform their own task, uh, and hope to motivate them to do whatever we need to get to our own level so we can play as a team because that's what everybody should do uh, pre-game make sure that you're motivated to do your own task to be confident in what your own abilities and uh, play a role in the team okay and do you think that uh, sometimes your speeches differ depending on what game it is or what game of the season it is 
Um, I've, I think I've maybe changed it about two games, uh, but usually I try to focus on our own uh, game uh, because if as soon as I uh, start focusing on uh, the op- on the opponents, um, I'm giving them a much larger uh, piece of influence than I would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like always uh, like to have influence on whatever our players are going to do. Going to do. And um, so a lot of times it's the same, unless I know there's something playing like uh, people being overconfident or maybe a bit anxious because of the game or the opponent, uh, then I might change a bit. But it's always has to come back to giving confidence and making sure that everybody's ready or willing to perform their own tasks. Yeah, that's very interesting because some of the research that I did before um, making our interview, I found out that some coaches uh, save the most motivational speech for one of their most um, most difficult or um, most uh, important games at the end of the season because they believe that their their players don't need this much motivation and. If they give the motivation every week, it gives the the motivational part less of an impact. So, would you agree with this? Yeah, I think, and that's what I said in the beginning. I don't think I need to motivate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't matter if it's the most important game or the least important game, because yeah. every player needs to find the motivation for himself to perform the wrong tasks every game, and that task is the same every game. The only thing that differs is the difficulty of playing the opponent. And all I need to do is to make sure that people are motivated to, and you have to do that yourself. Mm-hmm. All I can do is try to inspire so people try to, uh, are willing to do their best uh, uh, at the game. Yeah. And everybody, well, if you get out of bed, you need to motivate yourself to get out of bed. I can't motivate anyone to get out of bed or to play the best volleyball game. They yeah. have to find that motivation for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's the same through the season. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, when you have given these, let's say, motivational speeches before the games, have you ever noticed a real difference in how the players perform or how their mood changes and thought to yourself, oh, because I said these kinds of things, I can see they're playing a lot better, they're improving on the things I told them to do, or have you noticed a difference because of a speech that you said yourself? Sadly, I only have an example of a game um, in which it went the other way around. So I said something that actually made it worse. Worse, oh no. Um, (laughs) Because uh, I think that we usually do motivate the speech or the topic pre-game uh, before we start warming up. I think I would just have more um, individual talks with people yeah. um, to make sure that we get the same result. Mm-hmm. That is pretty interesting because my previous coach was the complete opposite to you. And when I came to play with you uh, in this club, I didn't find it strange, but I found it more difficult to adapt to your um, coaching style about this. Because my previous coach, we had mandatory motivational speeches before every single game. 
And it wasn't just motivation, it was also tactics where we focused a lot on our opponents. And we always adjusted our game according to the opponents. So we would, my coach would say how we should stand, where we should stand, who's on what position for this game. Although we generally had our set positions, sometimes they would switch because of the opponents, how we should block, how we should receive, um, and just all the tactics according to how the opponents played and what level they were at. And, and trying to make us think that we are the best and we got this and we know what we can do, so we just have to perform. And it was very empowering, I would say, because then I felt, okay, yes, I know the tactics, I know what to do, now let's just do it. And then with you, there is this as well, but it's in a different way. So it's more like focusing on our game and we know what to do. And as you said, we have to bring the motivation out of us, which is also good. It's just a different method. So it's quite interesting to see these two yeah. um, differences. Yeah. Yeah. And my last question to you is, is there any team, any dream team? Um, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> no. No. Or would you no. like to stick to I, a local level? Well, what, I don't have a dream team or whatever. All I really care about, what what makes it fun for me, being a trainer, a coach, is uh, helping people to get better. Mm -hmm. And whatever team that is, if um, uh, I have a team where where all the players want to get better and want to do better and help each other doing that, that's my kind of team. And you could have a dream team of people, the best and everything, but they don't want to do it for the other one. They yeah. want to just want to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I want to do stuff. Everybody needs to perform. Everybody needs to get better. Everybody wants to uh, evolve. Um, but a lot of people only care about themselves. And so and on the highest level, I think that's normal. Yeah. Um, but I think I will only train a team of which I know there are people who want to evolve, who want to get better, who want to do stuff. Yeah. And like I said, everybody is a tra assistant trainer during training because you can help your uh, colleague. Yeah. His team member. Okay. Thank you very much You're for welcome. this. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> With the help of Ronald's explanations and experiences, I was able to gain more insights on how motivational speeches before a volleyball game specifically affect the mood of the players and the results of the game. Ronald explained to me that although he does these motivational speeches before every volleyball game, his motivational speeches are more or less the same all the time and he does not do much preparation for them. In addition, he highlighted that he cannot motivate people to feel better, to play better, or to win the games. He can only inspire them to do so. The motivation here comes from within the players and not from the coach. His approach to motivating the players is to individually talk to them when needed, when it comes to what they should improve on skill-wise, and the rest is up to them. This was relatively interesting for me because my previous coach was the complete opposite. His motivational speeches were full of tactics and adapting our game depending on our opponents. And at the end of this, they were full of motivation, which made me and my team really motivated.
The context and purpose of a coach's pregame speech is definitely affected by how they're delivered and whether after the games there is a reflective process which would also affect the next speech. Pre-game speeches are considered to have an impact on performance in terms of cognitive, affective and behavioral factors by both the coaches and the players. In general, I learned that although all sports have these motivational speeches done by the coaches before a game, every coach is different and they approach them in a completely different way. Thank you for tuning in for today's 23rd episode Deep Dive. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week with a new episode on my Bump Set Spike podcast where we will talk about sport development and how volleyball is related. See you next week. Thank you.